1: Apple
0: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. From the Berkshires to the sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 76, Rob Parker.
2: Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a great World Series edition of Inside the Parker, and we'll talk about Bryce Harper and what he's done to the city of Philadelphia, plus David Grubb from MLBBro.com talks about what this would mean if Dusty Baker wins his first World Series as a manager.
0: Let's go. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball.
2: Number one. Before we get to the World Series, which kicks off Friday in Houston, I think we have to look back at some of the teams that uh, didn't make it, including the New York Yankees, who turned in one of the most feeble efforts that you could uh, imagine in a, a league championship series. Uh, The Yankees struck out 50 times in a four-game sweep to the Houston Astros. They also had only 12 hits, and it was just – it's one thing to lose, I think, and this is why Yankee fans have been bellyaching ever since they were swept, is you you can lose and and play well and and just it wasn't your time and the other team was better. But when you're a complete no-show – for a series, it's tough for people to stomach. It's tough for people to accept from a team that won 99 games, had a player, an Aaron Judge on the team that was the American League uh, MVP by most people's votes and most standards, even though it's not official. And then to have Judge struggle as much. I mean, he was historically great in the regular season and historically bad in the postseason. It was night and day. They just couldn't put hits together or get uh, big hits or home runs when they needed to. So this is going to be interesting with the Yankees. They have only eight players under contract for next season. So there could be a big upheaval and change and who's coming back, who's not coming back. So this will be a very, very interesting offseason for the New York Yankees, who, again, are bridesmaids and have not made it to the World Series since 2009. When they won the World Series, the drought continues in the Bronx. Number two. One of those players who's available and a free agent is Aaron Judge. And there's all kinds of stories going out that uh, even uh, uh, some prominent agents in the sport saying he could command $500 million, um, you know, we saw Juan Soto being offered $440 million. I just think that number is pretty high when you think that Aaron Judge is going to be 31 soon. And even in the case of Soto, he's 23. So I think Aaron Judge at his age, he might get $300 million, But man, 350, $500 million, I don't see that. But the big question is, where will he wind up? Will he wind up back in the Bronx in pinstripes? Will he go to Queens with Steve Cohen, the the billion-dollar Mets owner? Will he go back to his team he grew up rooting for, Uh, the San Francisco Giants? He's from Northern California. Or does he come to L.A.? The Dodgers have nothing but big bucks. They seem to always put out money for the best players available. They entered last season with four Former MVPs on their roster. They won 111 games during the regular season. Story out of Los Angeles that they're thinking about moving Mookie Betts, a big-time star who had a great year, to second base where he's played, uh, and then putting Aaron Judge in right field. Remember, they signed Freddie Freeman last offseason. So there's the talk. My money is that he remains with the New York Yankees. I, I really believe that only from this standpoint. I do not believe the Yankees will be outbid. He fits their mold, what they want. He's Derek Jeter 2.0 with muscles. He's polite. He's nice. He understands the tradition of the pinstripes. Uh, He's fan-friendly. He's box office. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. He checks all the boxes. And I think if he's offered the same amount of money, And the history of the Yankees. This guy just passed Roger Maris and and Babe Ruth. Most home runs in Yankees history. So it'll be interesting. My money is on Judge remaining a New York Yankee for years to come. Number three. Bruce Bochy is the new manager of the Texas Rangers. Is this on? Is that right? I thought he retired. Shocking developments. I'm surprised. Bruce Bochy is a icon in San Francisco. The team won three World Series with him at the helm as manager. He retires. He comes out of retirement from San Francisco. He's going to manage the Texas Rangers. And while they have some bats, they don't have enough pitching to really compete. This is surprising to me. I, I I question it. I wonder if it's a money grab. I, I'm I I'm not sure what's happened here. I know the general manager who hired him, pitched for him at one point, so there's the connection. But Bruce Bochy coming out of retirement to take on the woeful Texas Rangers is surprising to me. That a guy who's uh, gonna go into the Baseball Hall of Fame in a San Francisco Giants uniform would put on another uniform. But then again, we saw Tony La Russa come out of retirement, and uh, that did not end well in um, Chicago. uh, Health reasons, he was forced to uh, step down mid-season. Later in the year, I should say, with the White Sox. So this will be interesting. Bruce Bochy going to uh, Arlington to uh, manage the Texas Rangers.
0: When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. Now let's welcome into the podcast, David Grubb,
2: Assistant Managing Editor of MLBBro.com. Dave, welcome to the podcast.
3: Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Rob, and I love this time of year. You know that. Let's start with Dusty Baker and what this would mean
2: for Dusty Baker to win a World Series at this stage in his career.
3: Well, I think at this stage, it's the cherry on top. He's done everything else you can do pretty much in your career as a lifelong baseball person. What hasn't he done? He's won a World Series as a player as one of the, with one of the great Dodger teams of all time. He's been an all-star. He's been a National League Championship Series MVP. He's won a gold glove. He's won Silver Slugger Awards. And as a manager, he's top 10 all-time in wins. The only thing he doesn't have on his resume is that World Series championship. You know, he's taken um, teams there. He's taken teams to the brink of championships, but he's just never been able to grab that brass ring. And I think if he does that, not that his case to me isn't always solidified, but I mean, I think there's nothing you can take away. There's no but in the argument for Dusty Baker when you talk about the all-time great managers if he wins this World Series.
2: It's Would it also be important for Dusty because he came in to clean up the mess in Houston after the cheating scandal? Like,
3: like I think, would that count for extra points? I think it counts extra for Houston um, because they're an organization that needs that legitimacy, and I think that's why they reached out to Dusty in the first place. He's been a fixer wherever he's gone, whether you're talking about in San Francisco a team that had struggled before – the arrival of, of Dusty and then, of course, Barry Bonds and their their partnership that worked so well. And then you look at what he did with the Cubs and brought them back from being a flailing franchise and put them on the brink of the World Series. And he took taking Cincinnati, a team that underachieved, and bringing them to the playoffs wherever he goes, whether it's the Washington Nationals and now with the Astros, who had talent but have lost a lot of talent over the last few years as well to free agency and age and those types of things, Dusty's held it together since uh, he took over. So I think this is par for the course with Dusty, um, taking over bad situations and making them remarkably good. But for the Astros, this is exactly what they paid for when they hired him as manager, to give them legitimacy, to give them respect, and to give them a real baseball man that people outside of the organization couldn't question his integrity. And I think that's what the Astros are banking on, that if he you know, leads them to the promised land, that hopefully for them, everything that happened in 2017 is in the rearview mirror. Our
2: guest is David Grubb, assistant managing editor at MLBBro.com. For people who don't know about Dusty and his playing career, talk about uh, Dusty Baker. He's been around some magical moments in baseball, including... He was on deck when Hank Aaron hit
3: historic home run number seven hundred and fifteen. Yeah, I mean that's the the start of his career when he's a you know a young ball player coming up with the Braves, and he's the guy who who greets Hank Aaron, you know after that the the, the historic seven hundred and fifteenth home run. And I think that that set his path for his career when you get to model yourself after one of the giants in the history of the game, when you get to watch that kind of dedication and that humility and that approach to the craft every day. And then you watch what he brought to those Dodgers teams who, you know, the documentary now about the Yankees and the Dodgers rivalry during the late seventies, it's Dusty Baker who's right in the heart of that. And is one of the that Dodgers soul patrol there uh, of black players who, who also made a help make a cultural shift in Los Angeles at that time in an organization that had always had a lot of black players come through, of course, starting with Jackie Robinson, but Dusty's part of that group that brought some real personality at a time when when players were expressing themselves more, and then of course you know to to that's the prime of his career. But then to end with that Bay Area, I mean Dusty is Bay Area baseball, and I think it's a lot of times when we talk about the Hall of Fame as a museum, it's can you write the story of baseball and leave this guy out? And Dusty Baker's had enough of those Forrest Gump moments, but also where he all you know took center stage as well that you cannot write the story of the game without dusty baker the player who is a multi-time all-star and you can't talk about dusty baker you know you can't talk about the game without talking about dusty baker the manager he is truly a baseball man in, in every
0: sense of the word fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iheart radio app search fsr to listen live
5: I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
2: And for younger people listening who don't really know the story about Dusty Baker, He took part in one of the biggest traditions in sports history when Dusty Baker and Glenn Burke, as people believe, uh, had the first high five in sports history. Just talk about that.
3: Yeah. You know, he and Glenn Burke, and you you go back to, I believe it was um, the last day of of the season. And it just, uh, you know, a home run. Dusty, hits a home run. Big moment. He comes off. And, um, I think Glenberg had his hand up, Dusty hit it. So that was the thing, you know, it just it seemed like the thing to do. And and um, you know, that's carried over to a lot of obviously what we do over at MLB Pro, you know, our our listing each week of the best players is called the High Five and, and, and tribute to that contribution to not just you know, it, it seems like it's something that would be innocuous at the time, but what is more American than the high five? It's it's a a greeting <laughs> that we that is left from the sports world. To take it on every part of uh, society, so you know Dusty is a cultural figure as well, and uh, it's just it's it's just a tribute to him, and, and it's also just his timelessness. You know you look at him and um you see managers like Tony La Russa, or we talk about some other managers who say, "Has the game passed them by? Has their ability to connect with players passed them by, and then you see a guy like Dusty Baker in the locker room with his players, and you see a, a guy who stays young by being involved in the game who who understands that communication is timeless if you do it right. And I think that, you know, you know, that, that high five, that's part of it. That's part of just being in the culture naturally and just, you know, responding to the moment and not having an idea of who or what you're supposed to be and just being who you are. And I think that that's dusty is uniquely dusty from the toothpick um, while he's on the, in the dugout, to the, to the way he wears his uniform, to the way he approaches the game. He's just a very unique figure, and I think baseball needs more Dusty Bakers, you know, characters who love and live the game.
2: And don't forget the wristband he still wears. He still wears wristbands, which I think is so cool. As anybody cooler than Dusty? Wristbands, toothpick, and he's still hip.
3: No, because, I mean, he still looks like if you put him in, in, in right field or you let him DH. You wouldn't notice unless you got real close on that face. As how old he is, I mean, he looks like he's in pretty good shape. Um, he he wears it like you said. It, it's it's immaculate. He's planned out how far those wristbands come up, just where he wants his, his shirt to you know his jersey to fit. But the way he wears the, the the overall jacket when he when he's rocking that, he, he, Dusty understands fashion. That man has remained cool. So that's not an old man out there trying to fit in. Like, remember, we saw Jack McKeon at the end of his days. You're like, oh, that uniform ain't wearing well. Dusty rocks that thing. And, uh, you, like, swag is certainly a big thing. And, and that Houston team has a lot of it as well. So he fits right in.
2: All right. Thanks, Dave, man. We appreciate the insight on Dusty Baker. It's always a pleasure. Thank
3: you again. And, uh, Rob, uh, I hope to talk to you soon.
0: bring in the closer here's why mlb is better than the nfl or nba and it isn't even close
2: reason number 399 why baseball is better than the nba and the nfl and it's because of october and this year a little bit of november because of the late start of the lockout and there's something about october baseball the fall classic very 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 interesting because nobody picked the Philadelphia Phillies they are a unbelievable story and uh of course the uh, Houston Astros have been there this is interesting to me because the Astros really need to win they've won one they've been to the World Series four times uh in the last six years but only have one championship so they need another one to kind of validate themselves and also take the stink Of the 2017 cheating scandal when they won the World Series, so that's impressive. They need it, but also there's something special and magical about the Phillies. And if you have seen the reaction from the Phillies fans in Philadelphia, they're living in heaven. They got a a football team that's six and zero. They also have a baseball team in the World Series. That only won 87 regular season games. That fired their manager Joe Girardi uh, after a slow start, and still were able to make the playoffs. Go through the Cardinals, uh, also, um, which was a big deal. Go through the defending champ Atlanta Braves, and uh, and 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 make it all the way into the World Series by beating the Padres. So it's a fascinating story. Bryce Harper and what he's been able to do with the Phillies. Uh, So uh, this is what makes baseball special when fans get a present when they're not even expecting it. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's magical. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time. Until next time, Rob Parker, out.
5: He
0: can't get it. This could be
2: an inside to Parker.
0: See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.